0: I think that song is really good without chipmunk voices, but no one's done a cover of it without chipmunk voices. True. Look, I mean, the line... It's we... called the chipmunk song. F*** you. The the, song, <laughs> the, the the line, we've been good, but we can't last. I mean, that's fucking dark, you know? Hurry Christmas, hurry fast. No, we've been good, but... No, no I know. Yes, no, I, yes, I, yes. That's, that's yes. the next line. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay. What are we talking about?
0: <laughs> talking about welcome to a halting podcast, episode five. My name is Mark Brillig.
1: And I'm Chuck Lines.
0: And we're back talking about episode five of Summer Camp entitled Slumber Party. Oh Chuck
1: It was slumbery.
0: I don't think it really was.
1: No, it wasn't. It got, We've got really weird. We we
0: haven't talked about this at all for the record. We haven't talked. I mean, their previous episodes. We usually banter a little bit before before we start recording. But this, we haven't talked about it, except for the fact that I still hate Mikey. We haven't we haven't (laughs) talked about it. (laughs) This is gonna be fun. (laughs) Let us begin. Um, So Chris gets back to. The boys cabin and it's just it's just terrible it's just terrible things chris kind of gets into a conversation slash spat with mikey walks off saying try being less of a dick and in an interview he says i almost punched mikey in the face so there's two number two threat of physical violence in interview <laughs> um the first one was to you and this one is to mikey so i believe it stands to reason that the next one is you threatening to punch Chris in the face. Yeah, yeah, that stands to reason. We'll get a we'll get a punching trifecta going on.
1: Cool. Um, just pass it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass the if face you, punch.
0: If you want to involve other people, that's that's fine. But then it's like going from rock paper scissors to more complicated stuff that that I can never handle.
1: Spock and uh, what's the other one? Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, I, I don't, I think there's a gun, Spock, Glock, Spock, Glock, Wizard, I
1: think. Oh, see, I've, I've seen, um, t-shirts with rock, paper, scissors, Spock, and something else. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, and Glock, oh, I see what you, I see.
0: Yeah, rock, paper, scissors, Spock, Glock, either Wizard or Lizard. Yes, (laughs) Lizard, Lizard, I,
1: I think yeah lizard climbs on paper I, I don't i don't know yep
0: <laughs> all right so then so then you're you're trying to calm things down um
1: yeah i try. You, you
0: come in try to be the mediator but mikey of course being mikey says i am calm and that doesn't calm things down and it's just terrible um <laughs> Uh, We get a bit with Kyle. Apparently he'd talked to Chris to maybe like calm him down or at least assuage him. Um, You like that word?
1: Assuage, yeah. Yeah. It's a good word.
0: It really just, it means calm down. I just decided to... It kind of sounds like a, uh, something you'd ask for on a sandwich.
1: Can I have this with no assuage, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
0: like, like, arug- arugula plus Swiss cheese.
1: And capers. With a sage. A, with a sage. Wait, what's it?
0: what's a caper beyond a, uh, you know, hijinks?
1: Uh, it's a little, like, seasoning, like, um, it's like a seed, kind of, almost.
0: We should name the Wait. first
1: episode that we do now after I have, to, I have to google it to make sure <laughs>
0: yeah but the first the first episode that we do after summer camp's done uh-huh we're going to call it assuage and capers
1: ah yeah okay yes it is a a bud or a fruit it's a butt. Um, they are unripened flowers of the caparis spinosa, a prickly perennial plant which is native to the Mediterranean and some parts of Asia.
0: You racist? I am. Not. <laughs> uh, Chuck, you're, you're, uh, you're wearing some Charlie Brown garb there.
1: I am. They made me take it off. Really? Well, they they weren't a hundred percent sure whether or not I could wear the shirt um, uh-huh. because of the copyright. Um, because it's Charlie Brown, the character that's copyrighted. Technically, the pattern is just a, it's a zigzag pattern.
0: Right? Can you really yeah, copyright that? I don't know. I mean, are are the objects and like is that twelve foot long scarf copyrighted?
1: I don't know. That one is I mean, that's a good question. I don't know. I know they sell licensed products. Right. Um, but is it actually a copyright? But it so like um Melinda with her Chewbacca bag I don't I she could use that. Yeah. It's not the Star Wars logo, but it screams Star Wars to anybody that knows what Star Wars is. I think
0: because yours had to be on screen if you were going to be on screen, and it was just, it's just so iconic. Possibly, yeah. Uh,
1: so they, they weren't really sure. Basically they, they went through my luggage to make sure I wasn't wearing anything that I couldn't wear. Uh-huh. And they weren't sure about that, so they left it in. And I was running out of clothes at this point, I needed another shirt to wear.
0: Oh, I thought I thought you'd just taken like I thought you guys got a got yellow shirts for your team and you just taken some magic marker and scribbled on it.
1: Oh no, we did get yellow shirts for our team, but that one in particular uh, is a licensed. I I purchased a Charlie Brown shirt ages ago, um, and because my name's Charles, so Charles Chuck um so that that was that was a thing actually ages ago i was in a car wreck and i was standing by the side of the road in my charlie brown shirt (laughs) just next to my ruined car at the time it wasn't funny but in retrospect it sure is (laughs) it was so pathetic uh, anyway, uh, I digress. I think, I think they they just decided part way through. Yeah, no, you can't wear that. But I had already been wearing it for part of the morning, so, so they had to leave that in because important things happened that morning.
0: So I, I have to think that when they told you you had to take off the shirt, it sounded something like,
1: "Yes, ma'am."
0: <laughs> Once, I mean, a lot of these conversations are some. Some of these conversations are initiated by you, and, and this is another one you bringing up the idea of camp counselor, and you finally voice that you'd like to be camp counselor. Which, up until the previous episode, I would have said that's that's a fine thing to say because you've you've proved yourself right. am well enough in the first two. But I think just because of that incident in the last episode with Mikey uh that that pretty well warps things for you um sure so and I was so aware you... of that
1: at this point I was finally thinking you know I might not be as safe as I thought yeah uh I'd better I'd better start campaigning building my myself up as a part of the team again um, so that if, if it does come to eliminations, I'm not the first one to go.
0: Right. That's interesting, though. I feel like there's a fine line between... I mean, it just depends on what everyone else sees you as. Because cause if they see you in okay light, you going, I'd like to be counselor, will will make you look better to them. But right. if they see you like past the tipping point and more in a negative light, you like, saying, I'd Curtis. like to be counselor is even worse, I think.
1: Right. Like Chris. Yeah. Because yeah. he would yeah. say that every time. Mm. Okay. And after the first few weeks, he should have realized, hey, you're, I'm never going to be camp counselor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kyle voices very publicly. He said he'd like Moses to be counselor because Moses and him are in that core three at this point um right mikey b in an interview says he wants someone level-headed level-headed he wants and he says it's f-ing laughable to have chuck the most level-headed person on the team as the leader
1: well i i I know what I think is logical and you know what you think is logical but who can fathom what Mikey thinks is logical?
0: I I don't believe it has been discussed <laughs> in any physics or formal logic textbook.
1: I don't think it could be. Yeah. Um I this is this is probably the last the last two episodes are probably the ones that I've I've thought Mikey that that's just you're just being silly at this point yeah but uh i don't know i don't know what he was thinking or what what it was that i did to earn his distrust other than that that one kind of tense moment
0: it it was well, i think it all comes to that and i think lauren had it right that last time that mikey is extremely over dramatic and lets things build more than they really are justin and i talked about um we kind of dissected moses into into realizing a lot of his actions are based really just on suspicion and even paranoia
1: right um, well before before you you talked to to Justin he and i talked yeah. on the phone for a while yeah and we talked about that as well he is he's a very paranoid character so far
0: though i don't i really don't think anyone
1: i can't blame him right it's the nature of the game to to breed paranoia i guess but uh
0: but it, it's it was it's subtle for me, anyway. It, it was subtle for me until Justin and I really started talking about it. I don't think it's as obvious to the viewers as it might have been for you guys. Right. Over at the girls' side, Melinda and Rachel are having a private talk, and they agree that, that they should vote for Brooke again. They both have good feelings about her. Right. So then we get to the pool, the eye candy part of the episode, um, and I see at some point... Chris comes over and does, like, a fancy high-five with you. Right. Well... It's pretty fancy.
1: Here's here's my view on Chris at this point in the game oh, okay. with respect to his place on the team. We know he's the weakest member. We know that he ostracizes himself, and we know that we don't get along with him. Nobody he hasn't done anything that screams i'm throwing challenges um the beard well yes potentially the beard and headbutting melinda but again that's what i meant we all kind of think that he's he's not a great competitor to begin with so basically everything that he's done could be read as i'm just inept that being said I I knew that there was not a lot of chance that he would be going home. I figured the girls are going to keep him around as long as they can. Therefore, we, as the guys team, need to bridge some gaps with him. We need to bring him in and connect with him because we have to keep working with him. Um. And it's going to be the difference between... Him deliberately bringing us down later or just being, you know, his generally terrible self. And I would rather have him just be inept than deliberately trying to screw things up.
0: Although, as we see later in the episode, that is exactly what he's doing.
1: Right. Well, not all of the guys were were trying as hard as I was to be inclusive. Yeah. And I think... You know, just it's little stuff, hanging out by the pool, chatting a little bit, including him in conversations and doing a fancy handshake. You do that once or twice a day and he would have felt 10 times better. And so at this point in the game, it is partly our fault that he starts throwing challenges. He he really initiated it and his downfall, I, it really was his own fault coupled with the misunderstanding and suspicion that should have been on Mikey, right? But uh, he he really didn't help himself. He shot himself in the foot, and at this point, it's gone on long enough. He could have saved himself, but
0: uh, right. But what you're saying is, at this point, is that it's it's also on you guys. It is
1: also on us because we we haven't given him much of a chance to save himself. He sat yeah. out the last the last challenge. Um, although granted, we know he's not the best swimmer. And according to him, he, in retrospect, he does know how to swim and he he was throwing things. But again, he hasn't done anything that we could clearly see without a shadow of a doubt was deliberately bad.
0: Innocence until proven guilty.
1: Exactly. And I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because if we confronted him about it, some of the guys threw out hey should we talk to chris about about his being the 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 guy that's throwing stuff and i'm like no we can't because if we confront him and he hasn't been deliberately throwing stuff and he's just inept then we're gonna make him feel even worse and then he will start throwing stuff so yeah like bricks yeah and challenges
0: Okay, well, first off, the counselors are announced. It's Brooke and Moses. You are disappointed, of course, because based on your performances, you think you really deserve it. But, I mean, we've already gone through it. We can kind of understand why the guys might not have gone. Um, And while Kyle earlier was talking about the core four, Moses now says, or whatever number you want to call it, that, that it's dissipated. That agreement is no longer there. For sure, um, but but he still may have semi-alliances with the others. Uh, while you guys are at the pool, Chris asks you in a hushed voice, "Who do you think Moses would get rid of?" And you you answer either you or me or possibly Kyle. Very honestly, very you know realistically, thinking things aren't good. Um, but uh, once again, you you guys are kind of mumbling in public and the others do see you talking and it kind of feels to me like chris i understand that you want him to feel like he can talk to anyone right but i feel like chris may have tried to get you into conversation in front of the others to make you also start to appear suspicious
1: could be that's possible um but of course you aren't you aren't seeing all the conversations I was having with the rest of the guys where True. I was telling them, "Hey, look, I'm trying to include Chris as much as I can, and I know we don't we don't think he's doing his best, but we still have to work with him. At the end of the day, he's a member of the team and we have to treat him like one." Mm-hmm. And so I think I think that might have that may have been what Chris was trying to do, but it it certainly wasn't having a huge impact because I, I was I was very upfront about it.
0: Right, right. Well, upfront, but but you know they never can necessarily tell. I mean, later oh, yeah, on we get right. a conversation with Cameron, Moses, and Mikey B, and Mikey says, uh, and Kyle's there too. And Mikey B says to Kyle that there's just something about Chuck that rubs me the wrong way, and and similar sentiments about Chris, but it's. It's well, it's, I'll tell you,
1: I'll tell you where that comes from, okay, right at the beginning of summer camp, I was very clear with the guys, and I told them I'm an actor, mm, and so, from that moment on, a couple of them, Moses in particular, um really latched onto to the fact that, as a career, I am an actor and uh, they they found it difficult to trust me because they couldn't tell what I was really thinking and feeling. Of course, right. I was being pretty well honest and straight the whole time. But, you know, how can if somebody is an actor, how can you how can you be sure? Right. Um, it's amusing that they latched onto that with me and not with Kyle, because Kyle's also an actor just for Broadway.
0: Well, maybe if you're doing it in front of an audience, you maybe you're a more genuine guy. And also, what gay guy would lie?
1: Well, okay. I guess. Um, that's <laughs> that's really offensive, but cool. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so, so uh, I, I know that there were conversations that were going on because I've talked to Justin since the show, and Justin has told me that Moses would be... You know, talking in their core four group, and and somebody would throw out something that I had said, and Moses would go, "Well, remember, guys, he is an actor." And yeah. and between Justin and I, he was like, "I never really put much stock into that." You seemed like a pretty upfront kind of guy, mm-hmm. and you I was.
0: He was he was talking. He talked about that same issue and his feelings about it on our phone call. So I'm glad he he did. Did You brought that in. Okay,
1: so yeah, so I think. I think those kinds of comments really colored mikey's judgment and especially after this little spat that we've had um that really brought any misgivings that he had ever had right to the forefront because he's dramatic
0: Yep. he he and moses just paranoid as hell man yeah
1: and i like them both i like moses a lot i think he he is a good leader um He's got a decent strategic mind. He's definitely strong. He's a very strong competitor. Um,
0: I have seen nothing special about him.
1: He you know, he's really pulling all the strings at the moment.
0: Sure, he's pulling yeah, uh, as far as, you know, voting and stuff like that. But in the competitions, the things that the thing that matters?
1: He really he really breezed through the puzzles and the swimming. Uh, he was by far the MVP of the swimming challenge, swimming test.
0: Oh, okay. That wasn't necessarily clear.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, he breezed through that puzzle, which is one of the reasons I think he was so offended that Justin was bad at it, um, because it was easy for him, mm. which I I thought was great. I didn't know how he was going to do, given that they were, you know, kind of more my field of brain teaser things. Right. But uh no, he really came through with flying colors and okay. um he was I can't remember how he did on the marshmallows, but again, he was he's been a decent competitor all along, and as a as a strategist, he is pulling all the strings. He's got Cameron wrapped around his finger. Um Kyle maybe less so, but yeah. it's still clear that Kyle values what he and Cameron think as part of the core four thing that was going on and even Justin at one point when Cameron and and Moses came to Justin they completely changed his mind
0: yeah yeah they did although he was under the influence of drugs right then and he was (laughs) as as he and I spoke about he was not
1: thinking straight so yeah I mean I, I feel like Moses is more of a puppet master than any of us realized while we were there
0: Sure, it's just too bad that the puppet master had to, has to be so uh, warped by paranoia.
1: Yes, agreed. Or so it seems.
0: We get to the super sexy pajama party, <laughs> <laughs> and the people who don't get invited because, once again, it's limited amount of tickets, get to clean the toilets. So the uh the counselors, Moses and Brooke, choose choose their people. Um Brook invites Isis, Michelle, Melinda, and Rachel and and says to Lauren or I think it was her sending saying to Lauren, You're an amazing cleaner. <laughs> um, but Lauren Lauren seems I mean she seems a little bitter, but I think she's somewhat genuine when she says she's fine not playing um never have I ever in, in pajamas. Right. Uh, and then, given that, Moses picks everyone except Cameron, so setting up Cam and Lauren on a toilet cleaning date. But when Moses picked you, I mean, I saw genuine surprise on your face. You You were not expecting that, huh?
1: I was not. Of all of the people... On our team, Moses was the one I talked to probably the least, because mm-hmm. um, I could tell he didn't have he didn't entirely trust me. Mikey right. generally was cool around me, uh, even after our little spat. I apologized to him, and so I, I was actually kind of surprised when he was saying that he something about me just rubbed him the wrong way, and right. I suspect that probably came more from Moses than Mikey. Yeah. I feel like Mikey was kind of being a parrot there. I yeah no, I think it was it was more Mikey just kind of parroting um, what was being said in general, yeah than anything else. Um, maybe the the little fight had a little bit to do with it. Who knows? But uh, again, he was generally cool around me, and we were bunk mates, and we talked about Ryan Seacrest and uh, his <laughs> dreams of becoming a host and all of that stuff. So. I um, I really did not expect Moses to pick me to go to this, and I yeah. I I'm I understand why he didn't because he thought that the privacy for Cam and Lauren I think would be a better chance to bond than the party would.
0: Although that that could lead, I mean, I guess his desire for Cameron to just have a really good time was above his. What i would have predicted paranoia that 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 cameron and lauren would you know compromise cameron for the sake of the team
1: no 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 i mean uh you remember when cam and lauren were both camp counselors they were off having private chats those were all instigated or or at least approved by moses um cam and moses had gotten along like oh like crazy from Mm. day one so there was there was no shaking that alliance. Nothing. Gotcha. Nothing so he at all. Pro-
0: he probably didn't pick you for the sake of letting Chuck have a good time. He, the only reason he picked you was so that Cameron could go off.
1: I I suspect so. Also, I mean, Cameron had been to every social so far. True. So I could see him sitting one out at this point. Um, and I think Moses... Thought this was the best opportunity for that too mm-hmm. um so I'm sure there's a lot of reasons that went into it. The girls have a crazy good system in place at this point. It's kind of a rotating system,
0: yeah, Lauren was talking about that last time they're on purposefully rotating
1: yes if if you notice each member of their team misses one social mm-hmm and that's great,
0: although the reason that Isis missed. That social at least so far, was because you picked Brooke, but they would have compensated later for that.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, because uh, I think that was the only one where the guys got to decide which girls sat out. Yes, uh, at least so far. Mm-hmm. So I, it looks like the girls are sticking to that plan at this point, at least. Um, we've got what three more socials to see uh two or three i can't remember um so again it looks like that that's a a great way to keep anybody's feelings from being hurt and um we just the guys were thinking much more strategically which i approved of but it kind of so far has wound up with me getting the short end of the stick yeah but how many have i missed out of five i missed the campfire the luau Mm and the oh no okay i've missed two i've missed two okay
0: so over in the bathroom i mean lauren what the hell she's complaining about no instructions about cleaning a toilet i i mean i know she was on here before and she's you know she's very nice and i had a great time talking with her but I mean what the hell did you expect you're just cleaning toilets you clean them with brushes and paper towels and chemicals and shit and and or you clean off the shit and and then Cameron says I'm so glad I was partnered with you because I can hear you gag I mean that's that's what
1: happens uh, Cameron why did you say that
0: I don't know I'm not Cameron I know,
1: that was that was a heck of a line to throw out there. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: it. I think it beats uh, Melinda's line of, I I heard he brought his lightsaber. I just want to kind of play with it. Yeah. Yep. It does. Um. So so back at the. I mean, so, you know, they're they're having an okay time cleaning. Karen seems to have. It's unclear to me whether he's being sarcastic or not in his interviews (laughs) because it seems like I I would automatically assume that he doesn't have a great grasp of sarcasm. Um, like when he was saying, he was saying like first date in the bathroom seems like a great time to me. Like, I'm (laughs) I'm not sure if he's serious or not.
1: (laughs) I I don't think he
0: was, but I I... wasn't
1: there. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. He's so deadpan. Um, (laughs) He's a cowboy from from the range. He's a cowboy from He's the cowboy. range, and I ex- just expect cowboys from the range to have tells in their voice about what they really mean.
1: Yeah. Nope. No such tell on Cameron. I'll tell Cameron. You do that. I'll tell Cameron you told Cameron. That's
0: good. That's good. So back at the uh, at the slumber party, you, you seem to be having a pretty good time. Um... Yeah, ISIS of course Has to come in and give What really amounts to a talk show host Speech to everyone Which I almost shot my brains out Listening to
1: Well you know everybody Gets interviewed about something And they kind of just have to pull something out of things. It
0: wasn't in an interview Oh It was just to everyone (laughs) Michelle spanks Moses With a paddle And then there's other spanking and a lot of things going on with tongues and food products. Yep. And Michelle says, We had pizza, so everyone's on a whole nother level right now. <laughs> it's like, Michelle, <laughs> what kind of pizza are you eating over there? Because <laughs> uh, if you think that's what's causing this, I'll uh, take a bite. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Mark. I just wanted to interrupt here to tell you that after we recorded, Chuck told me that apparently they'd shown him taking a drink when the question was if he'd ever laid out on a nudist beach. And Chuck vehemently denies that that's true or that he drank during that question. Just for the record, just to let you know. Chuck, uh, you're going to have to tell me Exactly how intoxicated you were when you sucked on Melinda's toe.
1: Not very. I mean, it, it was... I I mean, I, I had had a glass of wine, I think, at that point. Um, and I I was never, actually, the whole time at camp, I was never overly intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to name names, but one of our campers had was was recovering from an alcohol problem uh so the the crew made sure that there were always non-alcoholic beverages available so um so i generally stuck to that because i didn't want it to affect my performance i think this particular party i had a glass of wine might have had might have had a little beer or something like that at one point but not 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 very much so when I when things started getting crazy, it was more that everybody was expecting it, and eh, we're playing a game. My commitment to the rules of the game, uh, you know, if you're gonna play the game, you gotta play the game right.
0: Right. The mood and the mood takes everyone, and, and yeah, yeah. Something I was expecting to see in this episode, and maybe it's in one of the extended scenes, but there was a picture circulating online of Melinda moving towards. I think it was a strawberry that was laying on your nipple.
1: Yeah. Yep, that was a thing.
0: So um, she, she ate she ate a strawberry off your nipple?
1: She ate strawberries and honey off of both of my nipples. Uh-huh. Um, this, uh... I mean, my dare was to suck on Melinda's toe. Her dare was to eat strawberries and honey off of my nipples.
0: Did you dare anyone or truth anyone? Anything that we didn't see?
1: Um, I did, but I think I told Mikey to... To do the to name the dare because I'm lame at choosing things. Shock. I'm I'm really bad at coming up with that kind of thing. I just don't think like that. I mean, like, I I can innuendo with the best of them or banter back and forth, but when it's time to think of a disgusting dare or a revealing question for someone, I don't I don't know.
0: You'll never be a a host like Mikey.
1: Well, not like Mikey, no. Thank
0: the Lord <laughs> um now I switched so i I was with a guy who was watching something else on t v on the commercials, so we got when the when we came back, we came right in on you in your bunk bed with Melinda and saying, "I feel like we can cuddle <laughs> and she... I was like,
1: what <laughs> <laughs> the reasoning here and this will make more sense when you get the the context. She had kind of invited herself back to our bunk, uh huh, and just kind of snuck up alongside me, and she was like, "I know we said we weren't gonna date, but how how do you feel about?" And I and that's when I kind of cut her off. I think. Well, I feel like we could cuddle. That's, and that's then she all right. just And then on she you. full-on attacked me with her face. Yeah. Which, again, as not I said in my interview... Not unpleasant. Not unpleasant,
0: but very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. uncomfortable. <laughs> Truly, you are a man of words. So, so then Mikey B dresses up as a sheet with no holes in it and comes in and <laughs> sort of interrupts you guys, but... Whatever. Let's he was a very on. clumsy ghost. Yeah.
1: Mikey, the clumsy ghost, the clumsiest ghost you know. Oh, oh? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that tune might be copyrighted, Mark. Really? I don't know.
0: Oh what what's that? That's uh tune.
1: Casper the friendly ghost.
0: Oh. So yeah So, yeah, that all happens. Um but in the end you are focusing on the game and you're fine being alone there at summer camp because you have a game to win.
1: Melinda is awesome. I have to say that as a person, she's great. And we have a lot of similar interests and I, like I said, I I watched this episode at her place with her friends and talked about future get-togethers and things that we've got in the works, getting together to watch the Doctor Who 50th anniversary and Game of Thrones and, you know, we're nerds together that's yeah. it's it's cool there's there's no um I, I don't feel like we're uncomfortable around each other um I, I I was not expecting somebody to be that aggressive in pursuing me and it really threw me for a loop yeah I didn't, I didn't know what to do yep. it was like kind of deer in the headlights <laughs> Uh, anyway. uh, oh, oh, we're kissing now. Oh, uh, 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 uh <laughs> Mikey's a ghost. Yay!
0: Oh, you were relieved for Mikey to show up, huh? I,
1: a little bit, because I was like, well, I, I don't... I already told her I didn't want to date on the show, so how do I... We're kissing, how do I... How does us,
0: communicate? How, yeah,
1: I, I can't brain, I have the dumb. How do I stop the kissing... <laughs> I really did try to have integrity. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Although
0: you are in a reality show.
1: Exactly. Well, yes. (laughs) So it didn't take much, I guess. You did. So did you caught the um, I walked her back to her apartment afterwards or her her cabin?
0: Yeah. uh, And she made sure that she gave you a big goodnight kiss. Yeah.
1: The way she phrases it, uh, she put her face on my face and I didn't want to. And that's When
0: did when did she say that?
1: Last night. <laughs> um and while that isn't entirely true, I mean, I I thought we were hitting it off just fine, but I she's right, I didn't really want to start kissing on during the competition. This was yeah, there's a lot at stake. Yep. And I I wasn't ready to let a personal relationship get in the way.
0: Right. So we get to the competition, right. and uh, no one has to sit out of this competition specifically because everyone has to stay together. There's no splitting up allowed. Right. Melinda is confident about it right at the beginning because because she loves arts and crafts. But this really isn't about doing arts and crafts. <laughs> it's about trying to guess what a thing is going to be and then going and finding it. Right. Um. Moses and Cameron are pushing the group You're you're keeping up pretty well, right? You're just trying to give Chris some support?
1: Pretty much, yeah I mean, I was in the middle until Chris started to lag And then right. then I was Kind of keeping an eye on him Because yeah, yeah. basically had Had we split up at any time We would have gotten disqualified mm-hmm. So I was Keeping an eye on Chris And making sure the guys in front knew That if he couldn't go any faster We had to slow down a bit
0: Chris has seemingly strained his ankle, but the truth of it is, he just starts limping to purposefully slow you guys down, which I really think is just so. so unnecessary, no matter what his strategy is. It's just like, come on. I don't know. Because yep. if he didn't slow you down, I know he's still on the. he just wants to get rid of guys, but if he hadn't slowed you down, you guys would have won, and ultimately you know it means for a stronger team at the end right he's just so bitter he's not
1: thinking about team strength he's thinking because he's out for himself he's thinking less guys bigger chunk of cash yeah
0: Yeah. the girls are at the yellow station they're all patiently waiting but then they decide we, we need to go and look at another place so they so they head off which is interesting to me because I would have figured every all the carvers would have been keeping about the same pace. So, I don't really see what sense it makes to go to another place where it's also only just starting. Chuck, you're you're definitely trying to ponder on what you know what what these things could be. Everyone's shouting out what they think it might be and then Mikey B, the radiology master degree bearing genius that he is, thinks that this thinks that one of the dudes is carving out an owl
1: <laughs> I mean initially I thought it was a ball like a volleyball
0: right 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 you thought it was a ball so and that's that's something because the end point here is that you. this is something that you guys have to find and bring back and take somewhere and unless there was a statue of an owl in the lodge or something you know right. as you say where are we going to get an owl Yep. I thought that was just, I mean, John and I Cracked up at that pretty hard So so you got you. I mean, you were the one who got that though, right? That it was a lantern? Yep Once again And I think this continues for the rest of this Game, you you are pretty much Clutch for the team it, it, for, for a matter of seconds Anyway, they probably would have been alright Had you not existed for that game Because uh, they had a Pretty solid lead, but Really, they're just not appreciating you, I say. No, they aren't. I say that. Uh, Michelle says a certain carving looks like a penis. Mikey B says it's a penis. Um, so they're looking at the penis, and Cameron figures out that it's a fishing pole in the lodge, and and pretty lucky that the girls believe that you guys are going off to check another station. I mean, I don't think they could have really caught up with you.
1: Right. Even so, they didn't know what what we thought the item was. Right. Cameron, I, we made sure to tell Cameron, be quiet about it. If you, mm-hmm. or everybody, you know, yeah. they don't shout it. Right.
0: Cameron is getting pretty pissed that Chris is being so slow, but you guys get the fishing rod and score. The girls are looking at another thing, and someone has the genius guess that it's a mountain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But finally, uh, it's, you know, they they figure out that it's Brooke's favorite honey bear, and she knows right where it is. Let's see.
1: Well, and that's another thing. We thought we knew where the lantern was.
0: Yeah, that was interesting. Cause For most it...
1: of camp, it had been in the lodge. hmm On a shelf. And we went to get it, and it wasn't there. Right. So, so to
0: to parallel the handicaps that both teams seem to have. Chris fakes a hurt ankle but he's fine. He's just purposefully slowing you down. Whereas Isis actually is slow. Yeah. Surprisingly.
1: I mean she's le- legitimately just walking.
0: Yeah. I I mean I know she's complaining about her knees some in there. Maybe she did too much or too little yoga at some point but uh, hey. I was pretty surprised. Um Moving on, you guys uh, see, you guys figure out that another one of the carvings is a potted plant. Uh, the girls, at this point, have scored with the honey. Then you guys get the plant in, so it's two to one. One more to win. Isis's knees are still killing her, and Chris is really getting snippy with the others around him. I mean, to his credit, he can sure put on a show of being inept.
1: He sure can.
0: Which... Probably comes from real life experience. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Alright. possibly. All right.
0: Um. So now now you guys are still you really want to get that that uh lantern, and I don't really understand what happened here, because you guys were walking around some building, was it the lodge?
1: It was uh it was just a side cabin kind of thing.
0: Okay, and and you kind of walk around the edge of it saying that you hear chainsaws.
1: Well, they didn't they didn't tell us where the five stations were. Ah, uh, true. So in addition to uh getting to the stations and figuring out what the objects were and then going to find the objects, we we had boundaries that we had to stay within. We had to stay within the camp basically. Yeah. But we also had to find all 5 of the chainsaw stations or at least enough to win.
0: Okay, so you you were you were you were on the way to hunt for another station, but right. serendipitously uh I
1: walked right under the lantern. the lantern.
0: Yep. So, now and you didn't see it though, right? I did
1: not see it. Walked right around the edge of the building. <laughs> Cameron saw it and stopped me and that was great.
0: Yeah. So, you know, maybe not the most aware MVP right there, but still, well, your path, <laughs> yeah, your path, brought them, brought you guys to victory. Um, Had we
1: gone to a different station or headed towards a different station, we may not have found that one that I walked under.
0: Right, right. I, I'm just <laughs> saying, there's some luck involved there.
1: Yes, you're still great. Thank you. No, we lucked out. We totally did. Yeah
0: so you guys bring it in and win and of course kyle takes that cue to rip his shirt off and everything (laughs) is great
1: yep yep i think uh people everywhere really enjoyed that moment yep (laughs) i know i know that we did i certainly did yep get it certainly
0: oh Oh, wow that that was pretty bad (laughs) sorry uh, so the girls lose, and Brooke will choose. The Brooke ISIS combo certainly seems extremely threatened because ISIS was just holding everyone back, and seemingly not very apologetic for it. I mean, she she was just like, you know, slow down because you have to slow down for me. <laughs> um, back at the guys, Cameron says, Cameron, like the rest of you, have been have had the wool over your eyes he he gives the flag to Chris to raise because Chris kept on going even though he was quote unquote hurt um did, did, do you know was there any suspicion that Chris was faking
1: there absolutely was
0: absolutely
1: oh. we knew we, we were pretty sure that he was I was still playing devil's advocate and saying well maybe he did hurt his ankle and we should not confront him about it, yeah, but again, we at this point, the strategy was no matter what we um what we believe, if we congratulate him, either he'll feel he'll start to feel guilty about it, perhaps, and come back to the team, right, or if he actually did hurt his ankle and is powering through, then we're giving him deserved praise, so either way, hopefully he'll start doing better for us.
0: Right. Whereas in an And interview... that was
1: I mean, if you if you listen to the guys during the running, Cameron's like, "Well, if you're getting towards the back, maybe you should think about speeding up, that kind of thing." At, during the competition itself, they were really jabbing at Chris mm-hmm. uh, and rightly so because he was being deliberately awful. Yeah. But afterwards, it's interesting how quickly everybody's attitudes change. And it's because we all had a chat and I said, guys, you got to be nice to Chris because he has has the ability to mess things up for us.
0: So it was by your choice that Cameron gave it to Chris?
1: I don't think I said that, but I I, like I I don't think I came right out and said we should give Chris the flag. Right. But um,
0: you inspired the idea of kindness.
1: I, I certainly reinforced it. And uh, made sure that everyone was thinking along that line. Yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know if. I mean, some other people might have had that idea too, but I, sure. s- I voiced it and was like, guys, we can't let this get any worse. It's already. Uh, it could be terrible. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be nice.
0: Meanwhile, uh, was that while Chris was having his interview? <laughs> because.
1: That was while he was having his interview and having his uh, ankle checked out by the medic.
0: Uh huh so and so while chris is doing that interview of course he's saying that he has to fool everyone as long as his property value is low he'll be fine but right. he's not necessarily fooling everyone
1: <laughs> he's not as clever as he thinks yeah. um yeah he he may have us uh, i mean we may only be suspicious we may not know anything for sure but we're certainly being very cautious
0: Yep. Um so we get to the interviews with the girls uh with Brooke and everyone else. So with Lauren, uh Lauren suggests Isis and Melinda because that would give Melinda the best chance to come back. Melinda suggests just the opposite for the exactly the same reason. Isis and Lauren, Rachel suggests Isis and either Melinda or Lauren. Mm-hmm. Michelle suggests ISIS, and we don't hear anyone else. But just ISIS just for sure, saying, Yeah, 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 and ISIS, the last one, says, "I'm going to pick me to stay."
1: <laughs> I remember just like, that.
0: That's not the question. Yes, <laughs> ma'am. Um, and then, but the, but then she does say you should throw over melinda and lauren which we pretty much could have predicted because she says that melinda is weak and lauren has no strategy but really all along here as lauren said last time melinda is strong she is physically she she puts in work it seems it goes
1: right back to that that thing we've talked about the last two episodes yeah where it's yeah. it's all about perceived weakness yeah and the stereotype of weakness
0: so she she's mulling over it's between Isis and Melinda and Lauren but i think we all pretty much know that it's Isis who's definitely one of the ones who's going over there right and it is and Isis is the first person that she chooses uh and she also chooses Melinda because maybe because she was more worried about getting you know, getting backstabbed by Lauren because Lauren seemed to have more of a Lauren seemed more calm and collected and potentially cunning, while Melinda, I'd say was is pretty seems pretty unstable, and whether It
1: does. She's got, it looks like she's got a hair trigger so far, anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I know it's been said before and we'll bring it up again that, you know, maybe she's putting on an act sometimes, but at least part of that no way that's that's genuine right so so she's crying and furious and she she really believes in her heart that Isis is coming back and I quote because there's no way I can bullshit the guys twice but if she keeps on acting how she's acting right there in the cabin
1: here's here's the thing melinda melinda still holds to this day that she uh she her emotional thing her little breakdown the first time that she was banished was an act. Yeah. And that that was her strategy more or less for um for saving herself this time as well. She kind of riffed on it a bit. Yeah. Um by throwing the rest of the girls under the bus, but that that was that was her thing, be emotionally vulnerable, make the guys think I'm um I've got a hair trigger and that I'm not in control.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it worked throughout this whole, uh, the game, we had a a pretty strong system of disinformation going on. We would be telling certain individuals that certain individuals were being seen to do really well. Um, so we made sure that the girls were hearing what we wanted them to hear. Um, And I don't know how much they took it to heart, but we really made sure that they, that we reinforced to Melinda that we saw her as a tough competitor, partly to endear ourselves with Melinda. Um,
0: But but she she wound up,
1: she wound up being a stronger competitor. Yes. Right. Um, But initially we kind of reinforced these ideas. So I, I, it's kind of one of those, if you say it enough times, it becomes true kind right. of things, where she, they they were, she was pretending to be emotionally fragile so much that she almost did become emotionally fragile. I
0: would say that she absolutely did.
1: Okay. And we were saying that she was a strong competitor, and then she she proved herself to be a strong competitor. So it's kind of... It's kind of interesting all of the lies that we told each other became truths.
0: <laughs> yeah. More or less. Yeah. To an extent. Right, right.
1: Um so that was that was kind of interesting. So we were kind of we were more focused on Melinda's emotional fragility in our decision this this week mm-hmm. because they had both shown competitive edges. Melinda was not as strong in the first two competitions and was very strong in the the ones that the girls had won right whereas isis um had shown herself to be calm cool collected level-headed member of the team uh even if she hadn't been quite as quite as good in the last two competitions that we had seen her in so it was kind of it was the reverse of what we had last week where we knew we had to get rid of justin um we didn't want to do it, but we had to. Yeah. And they wanted to get rid of Isis because she had held them back. And we were perfectly okay with that. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, these two weeks, these last two episodes, um, both of the groups doing the banishing thought that they had come out ahead, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we would have liked to have gotten rid of, of Chris instead of Justin, <laughs> but without having without being able to choose ourselves justin had let us down isis had let the girls down and both of the groups that were actually doing the eliminations had decided that they were in that they were coming out ahead so it was it was really interesting how everybody won these last two weeks
0: (laughs) except the people who got kicked off
1: except the people who got kicked off and obviously you know i'm I say that kind of flippantly, yeah, and yeah. We, we all felt really badly for the people who did go because they were great people. Yeah. But everybody was pretty well satisfied with who we got rid of in the end. Right. Everybody on both teams. Right. And that's kind of... It was kind of weird. I don't know if that relates to the disinformation that people was were spreading or or if it's just, yeah, no, we, we were seeing different things and focusing on different things as as strategy
0: yep okay so once again the boys split up the discussions uh right for the sake of time and just getting getting stuff done um isis goes to chris and kyle and mel goes to the other ones um mel is all upset and all that she says that you know she was the fat kid on the team she feels like that which moses takes not too well because because he was a fat kid when he was younger, and he just doesn't like the idea that she's invoking that sort of thing um Melinda says you know that Isis is a better competitor than her, and she thinks that she's lying, and maybe she is. I don't know how how they two would really stack up. I think it kind of it's i think it's kind of a wash given. Right. Both of their physical but also mental capabilities and disabilities. Um, uh, Cam asks them, asks Melinda, where in the pack she was running, and she says that she was in the middle and Isis was in front of her, straight up lying. Yep. Um, Whereas Isis uh, is very honest to, to both groups of guys, saying that she just really wants to be in the game. And when that's all you're saying, I can call it right then, she's going. Yep. Because... It's just the most admirable and strong thing you can say, and that spells guillotine. Yep.
1: She said she wanted to be there and that she wanted to compete against us, and that's not what and, we wanted. <laughs>
0: no, not at all. It's more of a threat
1: um, than a than an appeal.
0: Yep. I mean, she's she's like, come on, make this make this a good game rather than one with losers in it, but but that that doesn't it really doesn't mean anything. I mean that's not what she says outright, but basically right. that's what she's saying. Right. Right. Um, it's the same
1: as the um the argument for getting rid of Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um Melinda to Chris says once again that you know she's she talks about she's she's really on this fat kid vamp. Um So the group of you each share your opinion. Moses says that Melinda's unstable, so we should probably send ISIS. Kyle says we should send ISIS. You say ISIS is calm and collected, and you don't want that. Chris says that strategically Mel is a choice, but he just wants to keep ISIS around. He knows it's weird, but he doesn't really give any explanation. So it's like, okay, whatever. Moses points out that Melinda has actually been performing physically a little bit better. So, so maybe, maybe she should be, maybe that with her instability is, is a good reason to send her home, because that instability could somehow reverberate over on their team. And Kyle, Kyle really starts thinking too hard about this, as far as I'm concerned. He gets into some psychological, you know, double play weird stuff that's just like, just, just look at the facts and decide who's better. Right. That's all you gotta do. Um... It doesn't seem like at the end of your group discussion that anyone comes to a conclusion. Uh, is that true?
1: All of our discussions ended with us coming to a pretty solid conclusion. Which was? Um, that ISIS needed to go.
0: And yet, uh, well, ISIS needed
1: to go. and, and I mean, we all know who voted this way. Right, this we
0: know that it's it's Chris. And um, we knew
1: that because at the end of our discussion, he was the only one who didn't question his initial choice. He didn't say anything to make you guys
0: think he'd changed?
1: No, he he told us straight up I don't know why, it's weird, but I want to vote for Melinda to go. It's okay. like I mean
0: that's just like <laughs> whatever, man. You're just stirring the pot more Chris. Exactly. Mikey B has some wonderful spelling with I S E S. ISIS. That's pretty pretty great. So it's four one for ISIS to go home. Yeah. Chris was the rogue vote this time, finally fulfilling the destiny that chris is the rogue vote.
1: Yep. And we all knew at uh, this time. No yep. nobody had any question for real this yeah. time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, we don't get an exit interview with Isis though hopefully there there's an extended scene online where, oh, where that's right. we, can, no, we didn't we can see an interview with her. Um and as far as next time Melinda comes clean for and the girls are upset with it and give her no forgiveness but I don't really understand what she I must have missed it. What did she say or promise or do that, quote unquote, threw the other girls under the bus?
1: Oh, she told she told us that they had called her the fat kid and that's why they had eliminated her.
0: I mean, that's just hearsay whatever. I mean, so she didn't promise anything, right?
1: No, but she had she had painted them in a negative light.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't really see what's the
1: Well, as a as a rescue strategy it it seemed to work.
0: I mean I it just seems so trivial, like she didn't even she probably didn't even knew, need to do that. No, she didn't. Anyway.
1: <laughs> but she did, and because she said that, the girls got upset with her because they didn't think it needed to be said.
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right.
1: And they were offended that she had said that about them.
0: Mm-hmm. So what were you doing yesterday?
1: I was uh on set. Uh I was filming an indie film. Uh, pretending to be on ecstasy. What does that mean? Give me more context. Well, um, the independent film I'm doing, it's called Opening Night. Yeah. And it's about a production of Midsummer Night's Dream, a high school play. And someone has put ecstasy in the water cooler.
0: Oh, that's right. You told yeah. me about Yeah, yeah.
1: So I play the technical director, Taylor and um i got to be on ecstasy all day yesterday for pretend so yeah i've uh, i've got a bunch of stuff going on the first episode of chuck and joe came out That's last right. um well it would have been two podcasts ago now um so you should definitely check that out and this weekend uh is my birthday actually but we've got a what? promo yeah what did Saturday. you get me at uh, what that isn't how it works. <laughs> um, uh, it's my birthday, and this Saturday, the next promo video for Chuck and Joe will be coming out. Nice. Uh, Chuck and Joe is just put up on IMDb. We've, <laughs> we've been approved. So we're actually a thing. Right. Um, tonight I'm going to the face-off premiere party Ooh. Um, for the season uh, to see... All the guys from Sci-Fi channels face off, right? Um,
0: Including Ian von Kromer, right?
1: Yep, and Frankie mm-hmm. Um That'll be cool. I'm excited about that.
0: Do you and... get to? Okay, so so it's the premiere of it of the new season.
1: It's it's the cast's season premiere party.
0: So were you were you on were you a model on this past face off?
1: Nope, just good friends with the guys, and gotcha. Frank invited me. And on Sunday, I am going to the Geeky Awards. Uh, Melinda uh, Melinda, and I will both be going. Um, we're going in a limo. We'll be walking down the red carpet doing photos and interviews and such. Um, it should be kind of fun. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Oh, that's really weird.
1: What's really weird?
0: All of that. <laughs> you walking on a red carpet... Yep. you with melinda walking on a red carpet you doing interviews with melinda walking on a red carpet
1: in a limousine in a limousine it, it's oh. a really tall one
0: it's early t- is it an suv limousine
1: <laughs> so i can walk in it on the red <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> And did you did you catch me saying the name of the indie film?
0: Uh, it's called it's called
1: Opening Night. Faces Off. No, the indie film where I'm on ecstasy. It's called Opening Night. Ecstasy Night. Opening Night. And it's it's kind of it's kind of going to be a big deal. There's a couple of big name people in it. Anthony Rapp is in it. Um, if you remember him from the Rent movie among other things yeah. uh, and Cheyenne Jackson who has done a lot of TV work lately um, they're is, she, both...
0: is she related to Michael he, Jackson?
1: He he is not related to Michael Jackson
0: Is he a capital of a state? Uh,
1: I, I don't He's a pepper I'm a pepper, you're a pepper we're a pepper all
0: the hell does that mean? It's
1: Dr. Pepper!
0: <laughs> Wait.
1: <laughs> no? Okay.
0: <laughs> but Dr. Pepper tastes like Dr. Pepper.
1: Yeah, but it that used to be their theme song. I'm, it really did? Yeah. Oh. A jingle type thing. I don't know the tune, but I know that it was I'm a pepper, you're a pepper. Or a pe- pepper. Wow. <laughs> and so I got to meet the techies that I'm going to be working with by techies, I mean the other cast members playing techies on the show right, and uh so we kind of form a um a pretty close knit threesome um
0: um is there a girl involved?
1: there is okay, good. She and I sort of become kind of a rave couple, and then the other guy is just kind of there. Wait, are you predicting the
0: future or describing the plot
1: describing the plot? Oh, that's too bad. I'm sorry.
0: That's a halting podcast. I'm Mark Brillig and I'm Chuck Lines. Totally enjoy. Okay, I'll see ya.
1: Tell her I say I... hi. Ah, oh, you didn't I'm... do it.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Ah, uh, say hi to your mom for me.
0: Say hi to your mom
1: for me. I do. Really? <laughs> Every time. Even 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 though... when you haven't said hi. <laughs> uh, I talked to my mom yesterday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What'd she say? She
1: said hi. She said hi to me. <laughs> no, to me. Oh. And happy birthday. Well, no, she didn't say that. But I'm pretending she did.
0: Yeah.